Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, James. I'm so excited to uh, speak with you today. And, you know, I'm just curious, before we really get into how were you introduced to the Ultimate Coach book, um, what made you interested in wanting to be a guest on the podcast? Ooh, I, I love that question. And um, thank you for such a warm welcome. Um, I'd say for me, it's really an element of, you know, having become familiar with Steve's work um, and just so many amazing people that I see sharing the work. What really interested me is I feel like even though, um, you know, from what I see, Steve has his context of being, I feel like we all go through our own journey of what being means to us individually. Um, that I thought, one, it's totally fun to talk about because you hear things that you never expected. And two, I feel like that is the, to me, I've always been a person that learns from hearing others and their journey and their stories. And it's like these puzzle pieces that come together. And so I figured I'm one probably going to have some puzzle pieces that come together for me, even being here. And uh, two, I want to help others. So I guess I did one, two, and then one, two again. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's four. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, if we're yeah. doing our math correctly. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you for answering that question, because I also understand from you that being in conversation about what being is is something that lights you up and is probably constantly in your orbit. And um, and just looking at your website, it, it, it appears it is part of what you help your clients with as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I love the way that you share that of it's something that's kind of constantly in, in orbit. Um, you immediately had me go to a flashback. There was a coach that I worked with uh, years ago. He's, he was one of my first lar really larger investments. And I, for I forget what it's called. Is it like an acrostic or anyway, he took, he took my last name and he just sent me a picture and, you know, my last name is spelled it's W I G H T M A N. And I just saw my name and I didn't get it until I didn't know it was my last name uh, until someone pointed it out to me. But it said, wherever I go, higher thoughts manifest as normal. And I didn't realize that that, that yeah. it was spelled with my last name. And so when he said it's just kind of always in my orbit, uh, I just had a flashback to there. Oh, and that's so on point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I believe those are called um, acronyms. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So now I'm curious, 
When did you come across the work of Steve Hardison and what led you to read the Ultimate Coach book? Yep. So it's a it's been a progressive uh, journey. So originally, um, where the journey began, I would say, um, even before um, knowing who Steve Hardison was, when I was getting into uh, really just coaching and being of service to people, I had signed up for all different types of programs. And some of them were uh, marketing and sales and all these, all these different things. And they would work for like a short period of time. And it felt, I don't know, something felt very confusing. And then I discovered, or I didn't really discover someone basically put in front of me, uh, Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin with the prosperous coach. And Steve Chandler was someone that just really resonated with me in the way that he wrote. It just felt really direct. Mm -hmm. And so I went through a journey of going through, you know, his material and he'd always message uh, Steve Hardison. And there was um, a period of time where, you know, I was going through my own challenges and ups and downs in business and um, really connecting to, you know, I guess who I am and, and, and who I'm being in, in these in these different moments. And I saw that Steve's book was was coming out. And so it's sort of like these uh these nuggets or these sprinkles had been placed, you know, throughout the years and it's like, oh, there there's this uh amazing book coming out and, you know, just the fact to read it um you know, as something to to see myself in and and to read it as something something for me was really uh, special. And so that's really what um launched me into you know, reading the book and and really getting a deeper understanding of that journey into, I guess, myself, my own being. Yeah. Was there any particular part of the book that really resonated with you? Uh, I, 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 la- I have to laugh when I ask that question, because it depends on what what day it is, what mood you're in, you know, like, because yeah. even for me, I bounce around a lot, but OK. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you on that. Um, so I don't necessarily know if res at the time, I don't know if, uh, resonated was the word, um, but it was actually probably more frustrated and angry and, and, um, cause I think, you know, what it really illuminated and, and I'll get to the, um, the specific moment in the book, but what I discovered was when I would read, uh, books or personal growth, any of these things, essentially what was happening for me, the way that I was being was, was, uh, Honestly, I, I maybe it was like a chip on the shoulder or I was just pretty much always comparing myself. Mm. And so the personal growth was more like, I, I don't know, like a personal tantrum. Like I'd see Ooh. someone could say like, hey, here's this thing you can do. And what would occur for me is, oh, I'm not doing that. There must, you know, there must be something wrong with me or I'm falling mm-hmm. short. And so there was a particular moment right in the in the book where. um you know, it's talking about where Steve was. Um, I believe he was in another country. He was on on mission, and he was able to just go up and talk to people and have a conversation. And everything that came up for me in there was, uh, I'm shy. I I have fear. I'm scared. Uh, this doesn't feel like something that I could do. And almost like there was something uh, special about Steve, but there wasn't something special about me. He had something that I didn't. 
And so it definitely didn't necessarily resonate at the time. Uh, yes. I felt, yeah, yeah. I just felt frustrated and angry. <laughs> That's so great. I love that answer. You know, like I was waiting to have a guest like you. Everybody's like, oh yeah, it was great. My life changed immediately. It's like, that wasn't really my complete experience, which is why I had a walk with Steve, but that's, I digress anyway. So I love that you answered it that way. Okay. Yes. Let's get yeah. into this now. <laughs> and you know, it really, it really arose something within me actually just like the frustration and anger. And I, and honestly, I probably started to have tears because of, you know, part of the um, work that, you know, over the years that I've incorporated, which this idea of being part of it has been like, who am I even being with myself? Mm-hmm. And just the fact that I was having anger and all that, it was, you know, the question that I really had had to have for myself is one, what's coming up for me here? And two, um, who is it that I could be with myself as I'm just recognizing that I'm going through this? And so I had to put like a hand on my heart and just be like, you're okay. Like, like you're safe. And, um, and really just recognizing there was some old part or some old piece of me that in that context, in that idea of just going up and and talking to someone and feeling easeful in conversations, it was almost, you know, I come from a background of like hypnosis and NLP. And so there's a thing called parts work. And so this idea that, you know, part of myself, that might've been like the 12 year old part of myself that I was being in relationship to uh, my work or my business or just being with people that honestly was probably that scared, scared self that I really was an opportunity to step into the mature self, like that, that higher level version of myself to see that, you know, what a wonderful opportunity. Um, and that's my relationship with being now, right? Like what a wonderful opportunity that someone can present a higher, higher level idea or way of being that I could say, Oh, that like, that's actually possible. Like that's something I, I could even do. Hadn't even thought of that. Hmm. Um, and so it, it was like a complete shift of I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm scared. I'm fearful at even the idea of going out there and talking to someone to actually, what if just who I am is an amazing gift for others to experience and I get to be with them. Yeah, And so that I feel like I just kind of like gave a whole arching overview. Um, but but yeah, that that was my experience of that particular moment in that book. So when he was on mission in, in London yeah, um, and he was able to easily connect with people, you you had this whole inner shift with yourself, understanding like uh, these different parts of you that, you know, and, and then I guess you you took a moment to close the book and touch your heart and reconnect yes. yeah so yeah and i'm i'm not going to say it was like a hey i was just reading it and you know this moment occurred and and everything was different honestly it probably that part really probably lasted um honestly a week to two cuz i know that it really stuck it really had stuck with me. So even when I was trying to continue reading forward, I just, part of my mind just kept going back to that uh, point or that moment. So it felt like 
as I continued to progress through the book, like these different pieces began to come together Hmm. and start to add context or nuances to different things that I, that I didn't have before. So I feel like it was um, a bit of a process for me, even just realizing what was occurring for me. Mm. Yeah. So by the time you got to the end of the book, like how many iterations of you had you worked through? Oh, wow. Uh, part of me is like infinite. Um, like it, right. Like it, it just kind of keeps going. Um, honestly, I feel like there's an element, uh, and I like the way they broke it into, into these different parts. Parts, yeah. Um, cause they're, you know, in the beginning, there's these earlier, earlier moments or these earlier stages. And it almost felt like for me, it's like these iterations are like moments from the past that I'm kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, like healing, um, or having different contexts around. And so, I think when we think of like these iterations, we always think like now forward and I'm like, oh no, like I'm healing versions of myself from, from even the past and like, like going, going through and, um, just kind of being at peace with certain parts of myself. And so, you know, I'm, I'm 34 years old. So I'll probably say, you know, 34 parts of me, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go with that. Probably double could be triple. Wow. Yeah. That's something to think about. Yeah, definitely with each year we do, well, we have different parts because we have different experiences. I was about to say we progress, not necessarily progress, right? Because you can be stagnant and have more experiences in the new year. So, um, yeah. And, um, immediately what you have it had me thinking of, because I think originally, and I think this is, is true, uh, but one of the things that really stood out to me, I think of when Steve Hardison was working with Steve Chandler and Steve Chandler, you know, I think he had to um, go to, I'm trying to remember, remember it exactly, but basically there was a role that uh, Steve H wanted Steve Chandler to um, do. And Steve Chandler was like, Oh no, like, that's not me. I can't do that. And Steve Hardison was like, well, if you can't do it, be someone that can, you know? (gasps) And Yeah. Yeah. And so I I really like that idea of, you know, even if we're able to emulate a way of being or step into a way of being, I think it's really, really powerful. And I've done that in moments in my life and I've done that with clients. And I found that sometimes, not always, but there's these elements where there can be a part where it's still kind of the old version might kind of be sticking. Mm -hmm. And that's where this element of, and that phrase that that I wrote down of like, who am I being with myself? Because the way that I would be with myself or or I would see clients would be that this old version would kind of pop up a little bit here and there. And the way to handle it was kind of just to like push it down and try and do something different. Hmm. And it, and it would work to, to get things done. Uh, But at least speaking from my, my own experience, there'd be an element where maybe there was just like a piece of my mind where it's like something, something felt incomplete. And so that's where I'd bring the hand to my heart and and I'd say, uh, I love you. And like, like you can let go now. And just doing that, it felt like a release to be open to 
really just embodying that full being of, of whoever we're stepping into um, and sending love back to that old version that was trying to be something different, thought that they needed to be uh, something um, instead of just like consciously choosing. I'm evolving during this conversation. I'm so happy I'm talking to you today. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is lovely. And I love that there's like so many different contexts, you know, it's, it, um, I feel like I'm evolving at the same, at the same time. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I, and I, you know, for those uh, who are listening and, and sharing with other people, you know, yeah. this conversation from being, you know, just like with the book, hear yourself here, you know, um, like I'm in this conversation with you, but I'm hearing myself in your story, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, the being continues, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm, I'm wondering, you, you keep talking about putting your hand on your heart and saying, I love you, you're safe, everything's okay. Is this something that that just developed over time or is it a practice from you know your nlp um or where is that from yeah so the way that it developed um my my partner ellie she very much came from a background of uh, yoga and meditation and a lot of different embodied experiences and uh for me i've always kind of been the operations, like logistics, very much in the head in, in some context. And so part of my growth in, in entrepreneurship was really doing my best to understand um, how to have practical skills to manage what's coming up. Because I think sometimes when we hear entrepreneurship or we hear these, um, these ideas that, that we want to step into, a lot of times we can think like, oh, we just do this thing and then everything else will be good in life. And I really like to think of it in the context of relationships. Um, you know, with our significant other, this idea that we're going to do uh, work and then everything's just going to be like easy breezy for the rest of the relationship uh, d doesn't work that way. And at the same time, you know, it's okay if there's disagreements. And so if there can be room for almost these uncomfortable feelings, it's not that they're never going to happen to to us again, or they're not going to happen in relationship again. But what does change is our relationship with them. And so when we're stepping into new ways of being, when we are um, taking action in, in whatever our business may be or whatever our life may be, you know, not everyone has a business. And so instead of kind of like always trying to workshop stuff in our head, um, because I've always found that in our, in our, in, at least in my life and from my experience, um, I can be very strong to work things out in the brain. And then it reaches a certain point where it turns into overwhelm. And so that becomes an indicator um, to me that I've sort of like utilized the tangible data and action that I have. And when it starts to become overwhelming, it, it means that I've reached out to like too many data points, like hmm. too many fictional stories and possibilities that it becomes overwhelming. And so it's an indicator that action is important. And so in order to actually move into action, to move into another level, um, 
I have to shift the relationship with whatever the feelings are that are coming up because when we take new actions, when we try something different, there's going to be all these, all this energy. There's going to be all these feelings. And so part of changing the relationship with that, and I teach this to my clients. I, you know, I teach it to, you know, whoever I'm working with, um, because they could come in angry or I may be angry. And so instead of trying to like solve the anger, it, I like to picture it almost like a little kid, right? Like if a little kid came up to you, you wouldn't be like, Hey, just figure this out. Um, you'd be like, Hey, you know what? You're okay. Um, you're going to be safe. Um, everything's going to be fine. And so as we, you know, have our hand in our heart or we're speaking to that part of us that is feeling anger, that is feeling fear or frustration, we're essentially um, bringing love to that part of us um, and really getting to the heart of the matter, which is like feeling just safe and like that, that we're okay. And anytime I've done that with people, they feel, and including myself, they feel a release and a loosening up because what we can sometimes think is that if we say to just fix something or that it should be different, that it will get better. And a lot of times that actually cements the response and the reaction that we don't want. And so when we can bring that love to whatever's happening and it releases that, we become open to new possibilities. We're able to open our vision of what we even see as possible. And it helps us step into um, another level because it can it, it helps us actually feel like we're on our own team, on our own side, instead of feeling like there's a part of us working against ourselves. Um, so that's really how that developed because I was going through, you know, a few years ago, a really challenging time in business. And she, you know, she, Ellie kind of just said, Hey, put, put your hand on your heart. And I did that. And that's where it was like a gateway. And I just kind of had these phrases coming to me that that's, you know, I, I love you. You can let go now. And so there's all different ways to, to manage that. So to me, that's like the practical skill of who we're being, right? That mature, our mature self with that, that younger version that might be freaking out. I love the way you explained all that because I know for people who are more logical thinkers, they needed to hear all that. And, um, and I really appreciate you, you know, really going through the depth of your experience in shifting and taking care of yourself in that way, and then integrating that into your work. See, for me, I would have just said, it's about allowing the body's wisdom to take care of me, mm. you know, um, because ultimately that that's what you're saying. You're hugging yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and then when you do, when you touch yourself, this is the thing, this is the natural result these declarations come up, right? Whatever it is that your mind needs to hear from your body, right? That's what happens when right. you touch your heart. Yeah. So um, that that is an exceptional way of being. And that is truly, you make it accessible, you know, to everyone in the way that you explain it. Thank, thank you. I, I appreciate that reflection. Uh, cause you know, I'm, I'm like, wait, did I just do, you know, did I go over too many levels there, you know, instead of answering it like straight and direct? So 
I appreciate the reflection back. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was perfect because I was like, Hmm. Yeah. And then you went over here and then you went over there and I was like, you know what? Somebody needs to hear it in this way. You know, probably many people need to hear it in that way because um, you, what you make, what my mind immediately goes to is like here, you know, in the West, we're very, um, we think that our brain is what runs, uh, the show. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel like definitely through the past couple of years with COVID and everything, we've learned that there's a different way of being you know, and so by the time that this particular episode airs, it'll be after the Ultimate Experience India edition. And so we'll be having that conversation of being in the East, you see, and where East meets West <laughs> with being, because basically with Ellie being a yogi, right? She's already in the Eastern philosophy, yep. right? And me... I'm a tantrika, which is also Eastern philosophy, right? But then we live here in the West. So um, I I love that we're having this conversation. We're recording it before that, that particular event. And this is a bridge in the same way. I think it'll be perfect timing when it airs, actually, is what I'm thinking. So, hmm. When I say that, what do you think? One, my immediately, immediately, my thought was, I love that. Um, because I, yeah, I think there's, especially with the East and West and, and this idea, I think there's so many um, modalities and like so many skill sets. And uh, I think of when I went to an acupuncturist before, you know, he said, Western medicine is great if you break an arm. And, you know, they need to heal that. And, and Eastern medicine is great, you know, to deal with the energy and, and a lot of those things are happening. So I think there's always a balance. And I went to a, a Zen center. Uh, there's a Zen center that I visited for a year and they talk about the, the middle way. And I always thought it was this almost like a collaboration or eh, maybe a little bit of a compromise, but mainly a collaboration, right? Like on one side, you have, one way of doing things on the second side, you have another way of doing things. And then, you know, maybe you meet in the middle. And my my um, perception of that actually began to change. You know, that that's what I thought when I had first started visiting the Zen Center. And then at the end of that, uh, my perception changed of the middle way being two things being able to coexist and something new that we didn't even know is possible to emerge. And so that East and West and that combination and something, um, you know, new coming of that, new coming of that, you know, that being, I think is, um, actually really powerful. And I'm excited to see, you know, what emerges or, or what comes from that. I know. Yeah. It's, it's already happening. You know, it's happening now. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's, you know, more so than East and West. I think it's kind of like, mm, human beings welcoming their ancient wisdom, right? Whereas before we used to reject it right, and discredit it. And uh, now we're like, no, you know, those humans, they knew what they were doing and we know what we're doing too. 
and and so it's more of an era of connecting dots of the best way of being a human being and stop being a human doing which right. is what i feel like the industrial age got us to is being human doings you know absolutely um and and i i love that take right and cuz it cuz it makes me think of kind of you know what i was sharing before when you were talking about the iterations right the past self you know with um you know the present self and so like you were sharing there's things that in the past um there was a lot of wisdom there and a lot of usefulness and so it's you know taking that what works and combining it with with what works today and and seeing you know how that how that meets which i think is definitely really special yeah and 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 i think that Western and Eastern medicine work well together to heal bones too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, you know, I use that as a, I guess a, an example um, that was shared with me, but yeah, I, I agree. I definitely yeah. understand what you mean. You, you need both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm wondering on your website, what did it say? It said something about, uh, you it's your frequency and your way of being that creates the outcomes what what does that mean you know i think so the way that i would describe this is um and and this can work even if people aren't in business um sometimes we think if we just take the action steps that we'll get the results and i think that probably you know that probably works in schooling um, but I think in terms of life and, and business, there's a difference between, you know, let's say you're having a conversation with someone and maybe, you know, maybe someone's wanting to create clients. And so they might just think, hey, if I just have conversations, I'm going to talk with someone and then, you know, I can, you know, maybe I can have them potentially become a client. When someone's coming from, that place, they're they're kind of just hoping for a result. And so when I talk about frequency and, and who you're being, one is when I work with people, I want to I want to understand what is their way of actually doing things? What do they enjoy? Because there's so much around personal development and personal growth and business now that there's a million ways to do things. So one, doesn't does it even align with them? Um, and so I like to help them figure out what's their way of doing things, what actually suits their personality and just their, their, their natural frequency of how they like to operate. And then uh, number two is how can they bring that into the actions that they like? And so the reason why I brought up the conversations is sometimes in business, uh, especially um, I notice it probably more with men than I do than I do with uh, women. But a, a lot of times people can have a temperament where they just want to take the action and hope it produces the results. And then there's the actual being and the frequency of it, of enjoying the way you do your business, enjoying the way that you have conversations with people, it actually being of service instead of just trying to... Um, instead of just trying to get a sale. And so mm -hmm. when I say frequency and being, it's it's really that element of art, I guess to, you know, like when you said saying things simply, pretty much enjoying what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know? And 
because I, I, I just meet a lot of people who, who try to do things to get the results instead of actually finding the joy and bringing the joy um, to, to what they're doing. And it can make a big difference um, in their, their business. And like, yeah, what I'm hearing there is like service meets uh, an outcome, right? So it's like service. Let me back up with that. So like in the, in the ultimate coach book, you know, when, when he's talking about serving people, it's just like what you said, it's that real true relationship building, right? Connecting with another human from that space. And the automatic outcome is when it's meant to be, right? It may not happen in that moment, but when it's appropriate, right? The, the person will be like, you know what? I know that I can trust James and, you know, I know that he's actually he cares about my well-being. And so if I'm going to invest in coaching, I'm going to invest with James because he will actually serve me, you know, serve my purposes. Right. And, um, and a lot of people miss that, right. They're just like, well, you know, going back to in the beginning, when you were talking about using all the marketing strategies, well, you know, I just got to, hit my numbers, <laughs> yeah. right? And, you know, have this many touches with these types of people, you know, you got it all down to a science and and you're just like, nope. The way to be the most successful is to go back to the beginning, right? In the relationship building and um, and just letting people know that you're really there for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I love the way that you captured that and the way that, you know, the way that they get to do that is what resonates, you know, for them. So for me, I tend to be, I tend to be a big, uh, like gift giver. And so I always like to, you know, send people different trinkets that, well, I say trinkets, but sometimes it could be a book. Sometimes it could be something that is really meaningful to them. Sometimes it could just be a card with words that I know that they need to hear. Some people aren't, you know, um, you know, primarily gift givers. Some people might be the words of affirmation. And so if they really enjoy writing, you know, great things for people, uh, they could write. If some people are very much, um, you know, acts of service, they, they may be contributing in, in, um, you know, so many different ways. And so they really get to tune into of how they enjoy being of service, how they enjoy giving. You know, a designer might help someone um, with a website or or different things like that. And it coming from a place of really feeling like they want to provide it to the other person, not that that not that they're trying to get their uh, business. Yeah. And if you're already working with someone, I'm hearing you're also appreciating them through gifts. Yeah. 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 That's something that, that, that I like to do. And so, um, yeah, there's all different things people can do with, um, just their way of being of service and giving. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like we've touched on like so many of being and, and like depths of it and top layers of it. I'm, I'm wondering, is there anything else you'd like to put in the space? I'm just going to tune in for a moment. 
I think what I would like people to know is that whatever they want is accessible to them the more they tune into themselves and how they operate to be of to make their highest contribution to the world and that a contribution can be something really simple um cuz in the past for me i always thought i needed to contribute in such like a huge way to really make a difference and that's still doable however just the people in your life and in your world even just the really simple things that might seem easy for you can make a huge uh, difference in somebody else's life and it doesn't have to um and it doesn't have to take up all the time in the world you know i'm a, i'm a quality of time person and in the past i used to confuse that with quantity of time and i had to realize quality of time really has to do with the meaning that we're putting into something and so whoever you know who's ever listening um for the people in your life there's things that you can do that would make um a big difference and they might be really simple to you they might even feel easy for you and that is probably a representation that it is within your natural frequency and just your being and it'll probably feel really good uh to make a difference for people in those ways i love that you said that i love that you took a moment to tune in as well it's it's yeah. really been an absolute joy speaking with you today james um and um so i'm cordelia gafar I just want to mention that because someone said before that, oh, which one are you? <laughs> so, um and for those of you listening to this episode, please share this with another heart, share this with another soul, and thank you for listening to the Ultimate Coach podcast. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.